and welcome to episode two of Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust, a First Geek 411 podcast series. Um, I'm Carrie. This is my first time hosting. Uh, um, with me today is my friend Deanna and my sister Corey. Hopefully I'm not going to screw this up. How are you two doing today? Good. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. You think so? I think so. I think so. All right. Um, Corey, how is that? You got pretty lost in there. Pretty good. No, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. I've had Newsies songs in my head all day, so I'm ready for this. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying not to talk about. We'll be like talk about something. Like, oh wait, no, save it for the podcast. So yeah, we, we'll uh, be talking we about get... something else too, and just all of a sudden get this oh, started. <laughs> stop! 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 Save it. All right. Um, our contact info before we start breaking out the song again um, on our social media, Facebook is Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust podcast. Our email is 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. Um, my Twitter is at sparkle underscore fists. Um, Corey, what was yours again? At spilled x water. All right. And Deanna? I am at Deanna790. All right. Yay. Now with that, all ah! No, my notes. Okay, with that all out of the way, uh, we can start <laughs> our first segment. Um, um, well, we can talk about our stuff first. Our first segment is going to be about our feature film. And this week, we picked the Newsies. Mm -hmm. uh, other things we're going to talk about, we're going to have This Week in Disney History in our Once Upon a Time segment. We're going to talk about Animal Kingdom in our Who's It's and What's It's Galore. Yeah. And then, of course, in the Newsies banner, we're going to talk about some trailers that dropped this past week. And then in our weekly top four, let's get down to business segment, we're going to talk about animated Disney sidekicks. Uh, before I get too far out of it, I want to do this at the beginning, corrections from the last episode. Apparently, it was thrown out there that Snow White might have been an opera singer, but she was not. However, some people in her family were. So that was a correction from last week. Yeah. Yeah. I think I looked it up. Her like I think her mom and maybe a couple siblings or somebody were in opera, like singers and stuff, but I think so she was just around it, but I don't think she herself was an also specifically just an opera, reiterate, sing, opera the singer. Butterfly is the fastest animal in the jungle at speed, so up to forty one. <laughs> this is true. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Skipper, not a Captain Ryan. All right. Yes. Um so we picked, again, as our feature film, The Newsies, and there was some slight mix-up between the three of us. Uh, <laughs> one of us watched the movie, and one of us, being me, watched the Broadway version that's on Netflix. So we have Corey, who's seen just the movie, me, who's seen just the play, and then Deanna has seen both before. So this will be an yeah. interesting discussion of mm -hmm. the Newsies Broadway versus movie. Um, all right. First off, did we enjoy mm -hmm. the movie, Corey? Yeah. 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 Baby, yeah, it was baby Christian good. Bale, right? Yeah. Yes. Baby Christian Bale. And everyone tweet at Christian Bale about being in this movie, please. Just see what happens. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not too proud of this fact. Oh, really? But... <laughs> That's sad. Aww. I mean, I mean, it wasn't his best, but. He was young. <laughs> well, I very much... I, Corey and I love going to see Broadway shows, so I very much enjoyed the Netflix version of Newsies that they had. So I really liked it. It was cool. 
Um, and Deanna, yeah, you've I seen th- both. Which one do you prefer? I prefer the Broadway. I think the story itself lends itself more to being on stage than a movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, the movie came out in, I think, 1992, but it flopped because it just was, like, out of its time or mm-hmm. just didn't do well for it wasn't marketed well or whatever. Um and I think I was watching like an interview with Alan Menken or somebody. Alan Menken did the did the lyrics for the the movie yeah. and the play, by the way. So thank you, Alan Menken. Yes, and so I think like he was playing piano somewhere or something of that nature, and started decided to start playing some Newsies tunes, and noticed that some people were like knew the songs. He was like, I thought that movie did terrible. How did these people know? know these songs it was probably because of having like the vhs and sharing it like kind of how cult classics happened oh yeah so it kind of became a cult classic and then he decided let's take this to broadway so in 2012 it premiered it debuted on broadway Mm -hmm. um and i think it premiered with jeremy jordan who was also he was in the they recorded they brought back the original cast to film the thing that's on netflix Mm -hmm. now so they like then that's why everybody's back. freaking out about the original cast like they're like all applauding yeah. and freaking out and i'm like that's big so it was like a reunion thing yeah i so want to throw this out there before we get too far in i love jeremy jordan from the tangled tv show he plays <laughs> varian in it and i remember watching the tangled tv show and going whoever is singing this is phenomenal what is going on this is like disney movie in the theater level singing and lyrics and i looked it up and it's jeremy jordan and apparently like another character from the show they also played the genie in the aladdin production so they got like good quality broadway people to be in the tangled show and jeremy jordan was one of them so i was excited to Mm -hmm. watch the broadway version because i knew he was the main character yeah, so he was the original Jack <laughs> Kelly, I believe, mm-hmm. and he has a whole story I think you can find on YouTube somewhere about how he grew up loving Newsies and Aww. wanted to be a Newsie. He's it's really Corpus cute. Christy. Yeah, he's from he's, he's a, a Texas, Texas boy. boy. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. Um but and Carol Lindsay who plays um oh goodness, what's Catherine? her name? Catherine, she also has recently played Glinda in in New York on in from Wicked, so she's been a, one of the Glindas before. Um, but I think she, like Newsies was one of her earlier ones. But yeah, so they brought back the original cast and they recorded the Broadway show because I believe they're taking it off Broadway until further notice, so mm-hmm. you can't see it on stage until they are like, well, let's put it back on. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna make a pre correction. So anyway. Alan Menken did the music. The lyrics were by Jack Feldman. And Jack Feldman did music for Thumbelina. Uh, he did some music for <gasps> Oliver and Company. He's done some <gasps> previous Disney stuff and other animated stuff before. So thank you, Jack Feldman. Aww. So you did the lyrics and you. the music was by Alan Menken. So I just wanted to throw that back in there. Yeah, cool. we're, we're good with facts. Did a, little, did a little cursory research and basically... Uh, Feldman was brought in because Howard Ashman was too Aww. ill to to do it. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, that was around the time when he passed, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Newsies is based on a real life strike. So yeah, those this, people out yeah. there happened in eighteen ninety nine. Yes. All right. So, mm-hmm. Deanna, before we continue about what we liked, what are the main differences between the movie and the Broadway show? 
Okay, so in the movie, we have um, this guy named Denton, who's the reporter, and he works for The Sun, mm-hmm. I believe. And in the Broadway show, it Catherine is the reporter. Is, is that character, and she's also the daughter of uh, Pulitzer. Mm-hmm. So, and in the movie, the girl, the love interest of Jack Kelly she's is just a daughter. Um, David's is David's sister. Oh, Sarah. Sarah. Oh, so this is so different she, for Corey. Yeah, that's big change. Yeah, so they kind of took like from the movie the reporter uh, Denton and combined it with Sarah, Sarah. The, the, yeah, David's sister, and um, com- combined them into to make Catherine. And it was also kind of nice because then you had that kind of feminist side of it, right? Because the movie's very male heavy, and the play is that's too. Funny because the play is too, but Catherine is but a really even great more character. So in the movie. So, um, one of the things that happened when the boys went on strike, when the Newsies went on strike, they needed to fill those positions. So, they sometimes filled them with girls. And um, the girls couldn't get the jobs before, but were taking this opportunity to try and, you know, work also. And that would be interesting because there is a there's a scene in the play where they're trying to convince the scabs to not sell the papers and they join them. Mm-hmm. And it would be interesting if at least one of them, there was like three, if at least one of them had been a girl, they could have done that. But I mean, yeah, right. Yeah. And people liked it because the or you know, not the newspaper people kind of liked that because the boys were less likely to beat mm-hmm. up the girls, even if they were scabs. Oh, yeah. Um, but what's sense. interesting about. You know, Catherine, who's the combination of Sarah and Denton, is you meet her and she's um, she's doing a review of a show mm-hmm. for what, what's her name? Meta? Meadow? Yeah. Meadow's show. Meta. Meta. Okay. And that's when she and Jack meet. And that's when you find out that Jack is just like marshmallow fluff, love at first sight kind of boy rather than... Mm-hmm tough like he says um and it's precious like oh yeah. she cute he's, he's like i didn't yeah. love was always for schmucks basically and then he's like until i see her it's like oh you're cute um but yeah so that was also that song was new yeah. that wasn't in the but they they meet, either and it's really cute and he sketches her which wins her over and then when they finally they she comes up and approaches them about doing a story about them right when they first start the strike and they're reluctant at first because she's not a real reporter, quote, quote. But they, she does a good job and writes about them right before they get shut down on doing new, news about them. And that's kind of what starts mm-hmm. their romance going. And she tells him her pin name, which is, I can't remember what her last name is, but Catherine, yeah, Catherine Plummer. Plummer. And then in a really random reveal, she's revealed to be Catherine Pulitzer at one point Mm -hmm. and it makes him really mad but she's like trying to like go out and prove herself and fight her dad a little bit on this and it's it was an interesting take and it was like a kind of feminist take on it because she's trying to go out there and prove that she's a worthy writer and reporter on her own without using her dad Mm -hmm. and everything she was a good character actually i thought yeah and i like her song in the broadway show because it really sings sings about she's trying to write the like i want my chance i want to you know she's trying to write the article about the news really funny um yeah i love that song yeah she was bill pullman in the movie oh (laughs) weird (laughs) um but um you know so there was there was some good things there was some not so good things um the uh 
the relationship felt really forced mm-hmm. in the movie. And yeah. kind of I think out the of one nowhere. in the, the like, musical okay. was good. You're going to have to watch the musical because the romance was cute. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was there two? Was there two it makes brothers? more sense on stage. Okay, because in, yeah. the, in, the, in the, they, the, yeah. the play, there's two brothers, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like the main difference was Denton was combined to with Catherine. Sarah. And okay. they, to, to Catherine, and they kind of worked in some more backstory for yeah. their romance. I honestly feel like the movie was like the rough draft for the play. It's <laughs> like, this is what we want to do. And then they like tweaked it. And it was a, ch- the changes that they made were like for the better for the Broadway like the, show. The romance might have been a little rushed in the in the in the play, but the, they have so much chemistry. It doesn't really matter. Like, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, one I love the production, like in set design for the musical. It was real the way that they did the very, very simple. simple in the scaffolding and the projections was all really cool. Um, so I love yeah, that. and the I believe the choreography won a Tony. Probably um, the choreography was it's it crazy. Is, it's, I think it's really cool, and that was one of the things I wanted to comment on all the 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 roles that you can get for these male actors doing dancing. And all of this focusing on their ability to do the aerials and stuff like that. And people often are like, oh, dancing is more for girls. Well, this is clearly a show where you can show somebody and be like, no, yeah. it's not. Um, so I loved that. Yeah, they. I think they have to have like a lot of stand-ins in case somebody like I'm injures sure. themselves and all those moves are like. And they're like, I love the spinning on the um, newspapers oh, yeah. that they do. Like, I think that's so much fun. What else? Um, um- but Robert yeah. Duvall were, played Pulitzer in the movie. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I was about to say there were kind of some questionable performances in this movie. And I think the most questionable was really? Robert Duvall. I know he can do better. He was so hammy. Oh. I <laughs> loved Pulitzer oh. in the play. And I think the making Jack date his daughter thing, even he like they they start the romance before he finds out. And it adds like a layer to it because in the end, there's just this interesting grudging respect between the two of them where he like he's like yeah, i can't completely back down off of the prices and he gives them all he's like you have a good head on your shoulders kind of thing and like staring each other down because i love <laughs> the idea that villainy and realistic villainy i suppose and how he has a grudging respect for jack kelly and he, i kind of would like to see a sequel to this the musical honestly because you just know if jack is gonna be with his daughter that there's no way he's just going to stay a newsie. There's no way, especially if he's going to be right. an artist yeah, for the paper. Like what happens to what him happens? after? Does he, like, end up running the paper? What, like, wh- but then what happens to the union when he leaves? So that, I think, there's so many interesting questions of where the musical could go in a sequel. Yeah. So, I know in the actual historical event, what happened is they didn't end up caving on the prices, mm-hmm. but what they said was, instead of lowering the prices, what we will do is we will yeah. buy back any unsold was that what happened papers in the movie? at the end of the night. They didn't specify the in the play movie. In the it. movie, they just the movie. I, that's I what I was going to ask. Did. He yeah. said, "I can't in back movie, down on the papers," and he says, "I can do half. That's the most I can do." And he's like, "Well, then you can buy back the papers." He's like, "Oh." Well, what what stops a newsie from buying hundreds of papers? He's like, they're not going to carry hundreds of papers. 
(laughs) Yeah. Um, They didn't specify in the movie. It was very vague. And he, Jack Kelly just kind of comes out and yells, we won! They were very specific. And it's a great, that's one of my favorite (laughs) scenes, honestly, aside from any of the musical numbers, is whenever Theodore Roosevelt like walks back out, he's like, you got this, you know, keep your eyes on the stars and your feet on the ground. You can handle it. And the debate between the two of them is so tense. And the actor who played Pulitzer, I think, did a very good job. And like I said, this interesting grudging respect between Kelly and Pulitzer was was really uh-huh. neat. Well, Kenny what's interesting? Didn't really talk in really? the movie. Sorry, Deanna. No, go ahead. it's okay. Um, what I was gonna say was, I think the musical gives Jack more depth as far as like his skills because in the in the um, Broadway show, he's like shown as being mm-hmm. an artist. Like he can paint, he can draw. Um, they don't show any oh. of that in the movie. The movie's like, what is? He's just the leader, oh. basically. He's just whatever who everyone looks up to. But he doesn't okay. really have any skills. But in the Broadway show, it's like, well, he could quit being a newsie and be like yeah. an artist or po- political yeah, cartoon that's what they offer writer. Him. So it kind of gives him a future. Is that a thing for poor characters named Jack in this rough period? What are you talking about? And they, do, and they draw things? Yes. <laughs> they win women over by drawing them. Oh, okay, I'm with you now. <laughs> I'll be like one of your she friends about girls, Titanic. Jack Kelly. <laughs> oh, gosh. <Yeah>. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, that's great. All right, all right. What is your favorite song from the movie, Corey? <laughs> um... It's not seize the day. You're wrong. It's, no, it's not seize the day from the movie. Hang on, I have to look up the names. Uh. Well, while she's looking that yeah, up, Deanna, I which like. Is yours? Um, I like the Broadway version of Santa Fe. Really, that's your favorite one. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I think it's the way it's beautifully um, sung. Jeremy Jordan sings it is great. It's kind of okay it's, in the movie, but it's great. I feel like Jeremy Jordan like makes it really cool. It's beautifully sung. But, I think my favorite, but I also like Catherine's. Yeah, song. Catherine's song is real. I love Catherine's. Catherine's is is up there. It might be tied for first, or it might be my second one. I think the one that left the biggest impact on me though was the one in the world will know whatever that one was like right when they oh, fr- yeah. yeah the world right will when know. they start the strike and i love it because first of all and the journal I, yeah too. i love that that, that was my second favorite world, and the journal like all of that it puns first of all and just like the way that it was like the first time that the the choreography and they seem like a cohesive unit because like in the previous songs if there was any sort of you know, chorus and the kind of stuff, they were all like scattered around and it was very chaotic, but this was very much like a unified front in the lighting and it was the chor- mm-hmm. it was just I liked it was a very strong moment and I think that was my favorite song was in the world will know. That was yeah. my second okay. favorite. My favorite was uh once and for Which all. Which was that one again? Once and for all What's once happening there? It's, ba- it's right after they, they've da, da, made their own da, 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 paper and are oh, distributing right, right, it. Right, 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 right. They're making the paper, yeah. Okay. It. okay, okay, okay. I, I think I was making one lunch when that one was happening. The, the lyrics are like, this is for the kids shining yeah, shoes yeah, on the street yeah, yeah. with no this shoes on their feet every that day. That one was good, I yeah. will admit. Very good. That's very, like, mob song reminiscent. I'm like, Corey would pick <laughs> That's Corey's favorite song. <laughs> She, I think she just likes that kind of like musical pattern or like that the way the that that type those types of musical keys like they're kind of similar. I'm also a very lyrical person. I if yeah. the lyrics 
aren't good, I hate it. I just think the whole mm-hmm. impact of so, in the world will know is the reason why I liked it. And also, d- yeah. your husband, I'm sure, is like eye-rolling because he hates puns. <laughs> I, I hope he is, too. Hi, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Shout Cameron. Cameron. Puns are the best. Um, so, yeah. He hates so puns. I think if he is listening <laughs> to this, we have at least one listener. I think we are where we're falling on this is Corey needs to watch the Broadway version, I think is what we've decided. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, we agreed to watch I, the movie version last week. I remember agreeing week. to watch the Broadway version because it's on Netflix. So it's, I think it's fun. I think having this comparison thing's fine, but everyone watch both and see what yeah. you think and which one you prefer and let yeah. us know on Facebook. Um, also, I think I'm right and Corey's wrong because I'm the host this week and Corey <laughs> lost the notes. So, no, I did not lose the notes. I have my own copy of it's the notes. And uh, Deanna can be the deciding vote here. Which one did we agree to listen to or to uh, talk about this week? I think we agreed on we the movie, but that one is not. It's not on Netflix, am, though, so it's I not as accessible, so it's that, fine. I never I wouldn't have had it on Netflix. I'm the person who picked the dang feature film this week! <laughs> I know! It's fine. It's fine. I think it's great that we wa- we had, like, a mixture, so we could kind of talk about all the different angles. We could talk about them both yeah. at once, because they're so similar, you might as well talk about yeah. both. So... I think, I think Corey needs to watch the Broadway but, one though because I think she'll like it more. But yeah, I would watch both and so see what you think. So for our feature next week, it'll be the Broadway version of New <laughs> 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 We're doing it again. <laughs> okay, alright, alright. You've had enough of this. It's time for this week in Disney okay. here. His- this week in Disney history, once upon a time. And I, uh, I think we found some good stuff this week. Uh, September 22nd, 1984, Michael Eisner was elected chairman and chief executive officer of Walt Disney Productions. I believe he still is. I don't, I guess so. Oh, have that, heard that is interesting. Uh, so someone should look that up. Um, <laughs> but I just know that I'm Michael Eisner, Corey's you know, that's it. such a big direction change. The person who's going to be the no, no, he's not. Who is it now? He's not been since 2005. All right, so that's a long oh, time. Wow. Who is it now, Corey? Oh, that's a different but search. From, is this like but Bob from, Iger or something? Maybe. But from 1984 to 2005, that's big Disney changes right there. You know, so yeah, yeah. that's a, that was a big deal. So I picked that one. Who is it now? Do you have it yet? I'm oh, looking. come on. Okay, September 27th, 2008. Uh, the live Pocahontas and her... F- yeah, it's Bob Iger. Bob Iger. Called it. Good job. All right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, moving on. September 27th, 2008, so 10 years ago, the live Pocahontas and her forest friends show at Disney's Animal Kingdom closed after running for 10 years. So that's something. I kind of wondered why there wasn't yeah, more Pocahontas at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I, I think she has like a meet and greet and that's about yeah. it. But, you know... I bet the, um, I don't know. I bet, like, after some other, like, animal-centric characters came out, they kind of start phasing some of yeah. the other ones out. But because, I don't know. And there's not really, like, a Native American section of Animal Kingdom there's either. Not. But I'm wondering yeah. if that, that um, show was kind of sort of like those bird shows. where But it's, like, with that, yeah. other critters, like, trained animals. Maybe they made it more educational, perhaps, than... Entertainment yeah. value kind of thing, but that same yeah. year, the very next day, 
on the 28th, um, in the mm-hmm. early morning hours, a baby giraffe named Bonsu was born. He was six foot tall and 155 pounds. Aww. Aww. Baby, baby giraffes. So yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, I wonder if we saw that same giraffe when we It's possible. Were, when we I went. mean, they live more than 10 years. And I think it was like... They need to put name tags, like have hang name tags on their necks so we know what their names are. <laughs> well, <laughs> that'd be interesting that they have to chase down the giraffes to and other animals to try to put name Here, tags put on them. On. <laughs> you forgot your badge, Bonzer. <laughs> and he's not the first one. There were pl- there have been plenty of other animals uh, born at the safari area of Disney's Animal Kingdom. So mm-hmm. not the first yeah, and so not the last. There's some changes happened at Animal Kingdom yeah. um, in 2008 this week. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which also carries us into our who's it's and what's it's galore section where I wanted to discuss our experiences at the Animal Kingdom Park. Um, we went to Disney October of last year, so it was almost a year ago. And the very first park mm-hmm. we went to in the Disney parks was Animal Kingdom. So I thought maybe we could talk about that this week and our experience there. Yeah. Um, so... I remember, like, the first thing we did was we used magic hours and we got up super early and we, like, power walked all the way to Pandora to get in line for Flight of Passage because we couldn't, like, whenever I booked our Fast Passes, they were all gone. So... And I heard horror like, stories. We, we had to do this to get on that ride. And I heard... If you so remember, our Uber driver told us that they had had passengers who waited six, six hours, hours to ride that. horror oh stories and from multiple people who said things like that and we didn't want to waste we only had one day we set aside ramble kingdom we didn't want to waste our whole day there so we were like book it and we ended up only waiting about That's an a hour huge chunkier trip too we only waited an hour so that was impressive yeah, was about, yeah i think our our like rule of thumb was we don't wait over an hour for any ride no, we tried to make I think sure it didn't we ended happen. up doing yeah. Yeah, because like we wanted to spend our time doing stuff, not standing in line, mm-hmm. especially because we didn't know when we get back and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. So. But the Pandora section was really cool. They have all of the de- the the decorations and all of the trees and all of the sculpts and stuff like that to look like you're on Pandora, and that was really the cool. floating mountains mm-hmm. and all. It was just really pretty. And I remember, I remember the ride. The ride was neat, and it was it wasn't worth six hour wait. I'll tell you that, but it was really cool. Mm-hmm. The this is a flight yeah, simulator. It was neat. But a cool one, but It was really cool how yeah. like you're riding on it and you're it's like you're riding one of the bird beasts whose name escapes me. The banshee, Jeez. thank you. And like the sides move in and out, so it feels like it's breathing. And yeah, and it would like fly really fast and then stop and it, it would breathe harder like it was catching its breath. It and there would be cool. like there was a like a 3D simulator in front of you, so it looked like you were actually mm-hmm. flying. There were things where like shoot you in the face with mist if there was water, or like it actually have like an aroma of flowers when you were flying through certain floral areas, and it was really cool yeah. simulating that. Mm-hmm. But the best part I think of Pandora was the food. <laughs> it was really good. It was like. And the drink, the Pongu Pongu, like juice, like frozen drink. It was like an icy and had, what was, what's the word? It was was like pear and like passion fruit. It was like, like kind of more unique fruits than just like your cherry strawberry. Like they, it was a little bit different, but it was very tasty. It had like the boba kind of beads uh, in it. The boba, popping boba stuff Mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. And they had the bao buns and they had the the bowls. Mm -hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. Asian inspired uh, fusion good. stuff to make it look 
more foreign, I suppose. Eclectic. Yeah. Ew. And they had, and they're, but the bao buns are cheeseburger yes, inside. They were delicious. It was bizarre. And then it was like tasty, but also sort of felt healthy, but still yeah. delicious. Like you didn't feel like you're eating a tub yeah. of grease. After and then, that. like, instead of potato chips, it had vegetable chips that were cut up. And it was like, because it was vegetable chips, they're all different colors, which made it look different and like otherworldly. Mm-hmm. And it was, I remember we split food because we had that. And then y'all got some bowls and the three of us all shared. The different foods so we mm-hmm. could each try some of them. I think we did that a lot on our trip. Yeah, and we got oh, yeah. each of those cakes too. There's oh, like a yeah. chocolate chili one, and then there's like the <gasps> right, blueberry you crack one. It I think open, blueberry cheesecake. Like, it was a hard shell. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are good. It was like a shiny. Yeah. So like, those I'm are hungry really now, and they're very <laughs> cool looking. I'm like, oh, food. I mean, a lot of what's great about food. Disney is the food. I'm so. only here for food. <laughs> I'm only here for food. Um. We also, of course, in the morning did the Kilimanjaro Safari. Yes. You have to do that or you didn't go to Animal Kingdom. And that was more right serious <laughs> than riding um, the one that my brain is dying. What the, What's the, the riverboat one that we just talked about like last week? Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Cruise. Thank you. Yes. Jungle Cruise, it's yeah. more It's more serious than Jungle Cruise because you're seeing actual animals and they're actually giving you real scientific nature facts mm-hmm. and, and it's set up their enclosures are set up to where like they can't really get to you but the way it looks it looks like they can so it makes you feel like you're actually there but they like actually can't get to you but they the theming and the setup of those is just so on point that it looks mm-hmm. like you're just driving through a safari also any day i get to see an okapi is a great that's day. true Corey's <laughs> favorite animal is Corey okapi, loves the okapi. So. and we did we saw we also yes saw the section where they had the tigers and other animals and like it was like towards the back in like the india section yeah it was like a walking mm-hmm. kind of exhibit yeah. you could just like walk by the windows yeah. i think they had hippos they and did stuff have too. hippos i like hippos mm-hmm. so. and then Corey and i yeah. our favorite roller coaster was at animal kingdom right probably yeah, yeah. so we and that was Expedition Everest. Expedition Everest. We rode it like six times the one in a with row. The Yeti. Yeah, the one with the Yeti. And so a couple times in the rain. It was I raining almost I, every. Y'all rode it a few more times than I did because I went to save seats for yeah. something. We were we rode it a lot and we got a ton of pictures off of it and it was in the rain and that was really <laughs> neat. I was so scared my hair tie flew off and joined the others at the top of the ride. <laughs> yes, it did, didn't it? Oh, yeah, there's like a huge pile yeah, of hair ties. Uh, we also Aww. rode the dinosaur ride, which was pretty cool. That was fun. I, I get way too scared on that. Like, I know they're all animatronic, <laughs> but just it's, I'm like, no, ah, it's coming at That's me. That's one of my favorite <laughs> pictures, actually, from our trip is you and Corey are screaming. I think you're actually screaming. And Corey's <laughs> just having fun screaming. And I just have, like, this dopey grin on my face. Like, hello, Mr. Dinosaur. Like... <laughs> Because I'm not, I'm just like grinning like an idiot. And I, that's one of my favorite. I think it's one of, yeah. one of my framed ones in my room. I loved that photo. Yeah, I'm going to try to put that one in the oh, notes. It was a good um, one. Yeah. But yeah, it um, rained most of the day we were there. Yeah, it rained. It started raining at like two o'clock mm-hmm. or something in the evening or in the afternoon. And like, or maybe it was a little bit later, like three, four. And it went All like. Day the rest of the night pretty much it was like varying degrees of the amounts of rain but it just kind of 
was wet the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. We had but, ponchos. Yeah, I got I got a Disney poncho. You guys brought your own, which I feel like I should have done you, that. Thank you, Corey, because Corey made me pack a poncho. Corey went I couldn't and find bought any. a poncho before we left and gave it to you to put in your yes. bag. We went to Walmart and found a poncho. Yeah, I couldn't find any. I went shopping for them before our trip and couldn't find any. But um, before it rained, though, I think we also did the Great Bird Show. Um, so it's kind of like what you see at like Ren mm-hmm. Fairs where they have like trained birds and stuff and they fly around and they teach you about like about the different birds and stuff and conservation and all that. Um, we also did Festival of the Lion King. Which I cried. Um, I'm oh. pretty sure I cried anyway because we had just seen the Lion King show in July and I it was still fresh. Oh, uh, the musical. Yes. Anyway. I have to tell you, though, Carrie crying doesn't really <laughs> it mean means a anything. Lot. <laughs> it happens a lot. It happens all the time. That? That's <laughs> it's, it's, like not, a, it's just not really a gauge for, you know, how moving something is to the average person. What? It's... That is... <laughs> untrue like 70 <laughs> percent. she's just carrie's just a bit more expressive than I most but am very, you know she's in love with something when she's it's crying true i only cry when things are moving when we saw lion king <laughs> the broadway version this is something that should be safe for a different I looked podcast over during the circle of life and she was crying already. We were, just as the show opened, we're in the. F- I cried during that we musical like too, though. We're in the fifth row, okay, and like the sun is coming up, and it's beautiful, and we're surrounded <laughs> by all these animals, and it was moving. You're made of stone. <laughs> so, so this is people. This is why we chose to do a Disney podcast because we're all very passionate about yes, what I we love. Corey's so. made of stone, but. <laughs> Before we get way too yeah, off we'll track, yeah, we'll talk about though, the Lion King um, Broadway show another time. The yeah, because we could talk. I could talk about the that for a long hour, time. Yeah. Um, the speaking uh, of musicals, the Festival of the Lion King show though was like put together by I think they used to be parade floats so. that they just kind of converted into like the Simba and the elephant, the giraffe, and the Pumbaa, or like parade floats and then they just have like a acrobatic like show happening in the middle yeah. and like dancing it's kind of like a circus almost actually really, yeah it gets set up a lot like a circus and like they they it's like a contest and you're divided up into different groups and like the group that's the loudest the certain part or whatever wins bragging points or something yeah so but it's it's a fun time and speaking of musicals we uh, also saw the nemo musical yes which was that, that's always a finding cute one nemo that's a nice in 30 minutes air conditioning break yes. <laughs> or <laughs> rain break yeah. or rain break but it's true i think it started raining when we were in there i remember hearing like rain i think in the middle of that musical like no, i think that's I, when the well it, it did but it started before we went in because we were outside waiting for the show to start uh, i think when carrie got a phone call from work uh, we're not gonna and, go into that <laughs> yeah we're not gonna talk about no, that I mean, all I, I just remember her saying i'm not gonna let this ruin oh, yeah that's right because i was <laughs> typing an email yeah. and it was she pouring. said i'm not gonna let this ruin the uh animal yeah. kingdom for yeah. me so. But it was nice because it kind of cooled it off. The rain, the rain did. You're right. Because I was typing an email angrily wet. while like so you were holding your poncho over my phone so I could type. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. Oh well, but um, <laughs> I was I was pouting yeah. the entire Nemo musical. <laughs> 
Oh, but it was cute, it was though. Cute. You know, fun puppets and stuff. It's I think, like, it's not amazing, but it's a fun, like, okay, we want to sit down. We're tired of being on our feet. We want to be inside. It, that's a good one to go to if you just kind of need a break in the middle of the day. Um, we also did the Kali River Rapids in the rain. It was like, we're already wet and we've already got ponchos on. And there's nobody in this line. We're just killing time, so let's just do it. <laughs> I'm like, no, I thought that was fun. A little rapid ride. The rain did ensure that we got amazing seats at the show that night because no one wanted to sit out in the rain. Oh, people bailed so fast. Oh, yeah. It started yeah, great pouring seats. really hard and people just like got up and started running away and it kept being delayed. We're just like, you know what? We're already wet. <laughs> Taking their kids out. Some yeah. people didn't remember to bring ponchos. Or didn't pay for them. But yeah. So we had good seats for the Rivers of Light show, which um, is fairly, it was new that summer, I believe, to Animal Kingdom, which is just light and water, like water projections and lights. And it's all about animals and taking and like taking care of the environment and stuff. And it, it was, was beautiful. Yeah. They don't do fireworks at Animal Kingdom, obviously, because they don't want to scare right. the animals. So they, but they wanted some kind of night show because all the other parks have that. So <laughs> this is what they came up with and I think yeah, it was cool. really pretty i thought it was fun mm-hmm. um what else there was, and i think that's kind of the gist of what there was we good food i remember we were so hungry but we were like in a hurry and we got what did we get we got oh my brain just died again i feel like at one point we got like a awful thank you i was like fuck what's the word it's over, it no, was over in like oh, yeah <laughs> it's kind of close to expedition yes. Everest area so we got we got falafel and they were good those were really good yeah yeah they're like little yeah like a little small mm-hmm. serving of it that was delicious um, yeah but yeah so animal kingdom was a lot of fun i feel like i've heard that a lot of people especially like florida natives really like animal kingdom because it's the most chill park it- like you can kind of just wander around and enjoy it, but you you're not like rushing around like you are at some of the other parks, like trying to get from thing to thing. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Animal Kingdom is a little more relaxing of a theme park. One of the things I really liked about it natural. was the tree, because I remember the Tree of mm-hmm, Life when I was a kid, and they were talking about opening Animal Kingdom, watching the Disney Channel, and seeing the making of the Tree of Life and all that stuff, and it oh, was yeah. just like I always wanted to go to Animal Kingdom. And I remember it was featured in an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch and stuff like that. Oh. And I always wanted to yeah. go because of seeing the thing, the making of the tree and then that episode and stuff like that. So I was really, mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. So I was really excited yeah. for Animal Kingdom. That's where we bought our, our Mickey Mouse ears. Corey and our first pair of Mickey Mouse ears are from Animal Kingdom. So. Yeah. yeah. I got like zebra and Yeah, I got giraffe ones. ones and she has zebra ones. Yeah. So it was, it's a good first yeah, day. It was a good chill day. That's like a good, many. like, yeah, the first of many. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good, just a generally, like, great park. And I think it's kind of underappreciated because, like, it doesn't have the big castle. It doesn't have as many mm-hmm. princesses. But it's like, this is just a great place to go learn about animals and have a chill time, mm-hmm. but still have lots of fun. And I will say, this so, is going to be. Run from a Yeti. Ru- and, yes, run from a Yeti. This is going to be brought up in another podcast episode, I'm sure. But after 
sitting in the rain for hours and being in Animal Kingdom all day and being gross and sweaty and then rained on. <laughs> we went to Magic Kingdom for reservations to the Be Our Guest restaurant and we were just a wreck. For fancy dinner. Yeah, fancy dinner. <laughs> we were just a wreck. And we're going to talk more about that another time, but I wanted to mention how that did lead into our first time being at Magic Kingdom. So we were disgusting. We were, it was yeah, so we rushed bad. from Rivers of Light our, in the our rain photos to with the beast Magic Kingdom. We're like, we're just like, our hair is all frizzed up and we're in shorts and t-shirts and like squishy wet shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So that was a fun first was, day. We experienced the Florida weather <laughs> and how it rains every afternoon in the summer. But so, yeah. even though this is October, so it was more hurricane season. Yeah. But. but yeah, so. We, sur- we survived the rain. It was fine. <laughs> all right. I think that's that, all. Yeah. So now the banner. The, the What's the song again? You're singing it? Carrying the banner. Carrying the banner. Yeah. So now the Newsies banner news and announcements. Uh, we're going to talk about three trailers that have dropped in the past week. Uh, first of all, mm-hmm. my personal favorite of them is the Captain Marvel trailer. I know, I know Marvel's not exactly Disney, but it is owned by Disney, so we're going to talk about it because Captain Marvel's my favorite. And this, this trailer has given me life. I have been looking forward to this trailer <laughs> for so long, and it was so well done, and I just, I love it. It was... It, it kind of gives you a little glimpse into the plot some, but mostly it was like, get hype! Female hero, woo! Girl power. power! Find out what makes yeah. her a hero. That transition. I've oh. watched it so much. I just I couldn't breathe. I didn't cry, but I like couldn't breathe <laughs> the entire. You fr- did no, it? I didn't. I'm shocked. I cried when they first announced she was getting a movie. Uh-huh. I I oh, will update okay. y'all after we see the movie about whether or not she cries in the theater. <laughs> okay. I will. Um, but like Spoiler Carrie, alert. for those of you who don't know, is like anything Captain Marvel related. I feel like we text her or somebody texts her because whenever I get lots of texts. the teaser the teaser at the end of Infinity War happened, I was like, oh my god! I feel like I've done some. She's coming. I feel like I've done something right in my life where people text me when they see something Captain Marvel. Um, I cosplay <laughs> Captain Marvel. That was my first real cosplay. That was her and I, mm-hmm. I had to retire that costume because it has holes in it because of how much I wore it and washed it and it's I honestly think I could do a better job making it now because I've learned so much so Time for I'm going to upgrade because I want to wear one to the premiere mm. yeah, so yeah do, I will do. for sure so people send her all the Captain yes, Marvel please, stuff she will appreciate please, it please 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 I love Captain Marvel <laughs> I have shoes I have costume I have shirts I have jewelry I just Captain Marvel she's been my favorite for 10 years about since she was Ms. Marvel, mm-hmm. she's been my favorite for a very long time. So mm-hmm. I was just, I'm super so, excited. The trailer was great. As far as the trailer, Corey had an interesting <laughs> comparison to something, no! and I would like her to mention it. So I was enjoying the trailer. I thought it was pretty good. But when it gets to that moment in the trailer where we kind of show Carol clenching her fist, all I could think of was that Arthur meme. Oh, well. <laughs> How could you? Oh no, she's about to punch somebody. <laughs> and I just I don't know, it kind of uh kind of Arthur, ruined the seriousness of it. I hate you. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I hate you both. Um, this podcast is done. In all seriousness, and also there's a thing that um is it Brie Larson yes. her name? Yes. 
she so somebody gave her some criticism about not smiling <laughs> like kind of like women should be pretty and smile or something and so she went on instagram or something and photoshopped smiles onto all the posters of like the guys so movies creepy. and they look completely ridiculous just to like make a point I, and it was glorious i believe it started when somebody photoshopped her yes pictures they did for a, screenshots from the trailer and said i fixed it oh, for you i follow oh, larson on instagram and i was really confused the first time they popped up i was like why is she posting these creepy images i hadn't realized that it was a reaction to a criticism of people photoshopping her and she made her point very valid you don't see Captain America or Iron Man or Doctor Strange or any of them smiling on their posters or in their trailer. You don't see that. I just love the simplicity of that reaction. Spider Man is smiling at all times. He has a mask on. It's like, yeah, but he's smiling at all Well, that's, that's, that's Peter. <laughs> that's, that's baby Peter. He's allowed. But sure, her point is valid. Don't criticize me and expect me to be smiling and pretty for you whenever I'm a hero, I'm doing a job, and you don't tell this to the men. So I thought that she I made a good point. I just love how simple how simple of a reaction though was all she had to do was just photoshop the guys and be like what do you think about so effective (laughs) like like i'm like she didn't even have to really say anything it's like here you go here's some fun pictures what do you think of this i love her yes girl power um another Mm. trailer that dropped was the mary poppins returns trailer Dick Van, Dick Van Dyke looks just like he did when he had the old man prosthetics in the first one. <laughs> I, love it. I just like my heart just jumped uh, when dances. I when like his name popped up. I was like, oh, I but I have to feels. say I was really really disappointed when Mary Poppins landed and it was not Julianne. Uh, but it was never that going been to be. I know, but wouldn't that be so cool? I mean, yes. I know. I know. It's, I it's love going Julie to Andrews. be weird. It's never going to feel like a true Mary Poppins movie because it's not Julie Andrews. But Julie Andrews, like, signed off on Emily Blunt playing her. Like, okay. apparently she has the seal of approval from Julie Andrews. So it's kind of like the Cursed Child thing with J.K. Rowling. Like, she, she's given her blessing yeah. to this thing. The queen, the queen has blessed this. I, I am excited that they're going back to the queen of Genovia has blessed this actress. I am excited Sorry. for going back to cartoon world and all of yeah. that. All of that looks really cool. I will say I'm not a fan of who they cast to play Michael Banks. He looks like a 12 year old with a fake mustache on. (laughs) (laughs) But Lin-Manuel Miranda. Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm a huge fan. So that's going to be great. Alexander Hamilton. His name. (laughs) Yeah. That's basically Uh, all we do when we're not recording this podcast. Is um, Dungeons and Dragons and Hamilton reference. Yeah. What if y'all had your own show of just those two things? Dungeons and Hamilton. <laughs> Dungeons and Hamilton. What? Hamilton anyway, and Dragons? Hamil- Stay tuned to see if something happens with that. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be cute. Um, but anyway. It really does. Yeah, I think it's one of those. I I kind of feel this way about also the live action versions of the animated films. It's like this is kind of like a tribute and a callback to the original, but it's not trying to like it is be better than it. Even though it's a sequel, it still kind of feels like we can't make you know an an like because 
it's animated and live action. They can't exactly make the alternate version of the original. So I feel like maybe make, we make a sequel and we hearken back to the original and like bring those feelings back kind of thing. But I know Mary Poppins was one of the like few VHSs we had at like my grandma's house. So every time my parents dropped us off there, like we probably, that was probably one of the movies we'd watch while we were just hanging out. I'm sorry. What's but the VHS? I don't know how many times. Oh, what's the VHS? Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> youngins. I, I, first, first of all, it is like you said, it is not a remake. People were freaking out about that forever. It's not a remake. It is a sequel and it's more paying homage to the, the original. Kids are yeah. It's, it's about Michael and, Jane as adults and Jane and as adults um I Emily Mortimer I think is who's playing Jane and do y'all remember who that is no it's Sophie from House Moving Castle oh yeah (gasps) which is like distributed by Disney so this applies to what we're talking about uh so that we can talk about Studio Ghibli it does star Christian Bale who was also it's involved newsies. in today's discussion. What? It comes back <laughs> around. That's awesome. It all comes back to... <laughs> That's funny. Um, so yeah, Mary Poppins trailer looks anyway. pretty good. Check it out. Please cast somebody other than a 12-year-old in a mustache. But other than that... Please have a Julie Andrews cameo, at least like a tiny one. He's a 12-year-old. <laughs> he needs some money. He's doing what he can. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> I am poor Who's and have say? no money. <laughs> John Mulaney references. Um, <laughs> in our last trailer for today is the new Ralph Breaks the Internet trailer, which I I um, I liked this one. It kind of gives you more of a glimpse into what the trailer is, what the plot is about. Um, we find mm-hmm. out that Vanellope's game has been unplugged and they're trying to save it so that she doesn't get taken away from the arcade. They're trying to, like, they have to order yeah, a part or something to, to fix, fix it. it. Yeah. Go to Amazon and, <laughs> or eBay. <laughs> right. So it gives more of a glimpse but... into the plot. And also something that I did not, I'm not positive, but I, I am positive this happened. They had to go back and do some reanimation on Tiana because there was backlash against how they animated her in the first couple trailers or the first glimpses because they said that they kind of whitewashed her a little bit. So they had people come in mm. and they reanimated her and it got like its seal of approval from people in different uh, groups. Um, so I think this was the first trailer huh. with the reanimated Tiana. You only see a glimpse of it, but they kind of tried to make her look more like the original 2D animation um, with her features. Huh. So that's kind of cool. I didn't know that was a thing that was I, happening. It was interesting. I didn't hear about it until recently. It wasn't like a big thing that I heard about, but it was big enough that Disney reanimated her is what I read. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I'm really glad that they did that rather than just being like, oh, well, they'll shut up about it eventually. They actually cared enough to make sure that everybody was happy with it. So yeah, I think that's, that's pretty good. good on Disney's part. Yeah. My only issue is I don't know that I'm going to understand all the references because some of the things in the tr- in the trailer, I'm like, okay, I think they're referencing like internet memes and things, but some of these things I don't understand what it is or it's just, it'll make sense when the movie comes mm-hmm. out probably. Like this is a character from something <laughs> or I don't know, because I imagine they're going to get into a lot of online gaming mm-hmm. and things like that. So, and we so, know that Felix, but, Felix Jr. and... Oh my gosh! Uh, the uh, Jane Lynch's character. What is it? Jane. Yeah, Jane Lynch's, Lynch's character? character, whose name escapes me at this point in time. Um, me too. 
they ha- make a return, which we didn't see before, I think. So it's good to know that they're coming back because I want to see what happens with them as a couple. <laughs> I love them as a couple so much. So I'm excited yeah. for that, too. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll see. And there also might be a cosplay related to this movie that might come from us in the oh, future. Oh, there will be. Maybe. There will be. So we'll talk about that when we get I there. Oh, it's official when it's official. So. We already bought some of the stuff, so it's, it's official pretty when official. It's happened. Something's going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll see what happens yeah. with this movie. Comes out Thanksgiving I time? think so. Uh, any thoughts okay. on Ralph Breaks the Internet and any of our other trailers, guys, before we move on? Um, I'm ready. All right. It is time to get down to business with our weekly top four to defeat. Let's get down to business. (laughs) Every week, guys, you're going to hear us sing horribly that part. So, yeah, we're never going to have it in sync. It's tradition. (laughs) Tradition. 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 That's something else. Okay. Uh, This week, our top four was animated Disney sidekicks. And of course, as last week, we probably all had various interpretations on what constituted a sidekick, but we did stipulate animated. This was something that we all discussed (laughs) before anybody comes at me. It was, had to be animated. So, um, who wants to go first this week? I went first last okay. week. So. Uh, you know what? Should the host go, go first? I think that's okay, fair. Sure. So, uh, Deanna went first last week, and she was the host last week. So, here is my Disney animated sidekick top four. My number four was Pegasus from the movie Hercules because a horse with wings. I mean, need I say more? <laughs> um, Interesting. Horse Continue. with wings. I also always really liked him when I was a kid. You know, baby Pegasus was super cute. And of course, I'm a big fan of Greek mythology. So Pegasus was really cool. And I just, you know, horse with wings. I, I really can't say more than that because that's, that's why I picked him. made my list. Really? I, I was so talking between him she and someone else, but you'll find out. ever on my list. Oh, okay. <laughs> horse someone with wings, has to though. be different. Um, so that was Pegasus. He was my number four. My number three is Mushu from Mulan. <gasps> now, yes. he was going to be higher. Yeah, everyone's shocked, right? A Mulan character no. made it on my list. Um, I'm not shocked about he that. He could have but... been higher on my list, but I knocked him down because of his dishonesty from the get-go, of how he lied to Mulan and it very well could have endangered her life. And we know very well did, we know did get another person killed uh, down the road. Um, but and he doesn't actually ever get redeemed from that from that original storyline. But he is on my list, other than being hilarious and all of that, because without him, the day would not have been saved. Because on the roof, when Mulan has him pinned down, Mushu is the one that sets off the fireworks and knocks him in and gets Shan Yu killed. So without him, okay. the day would not have been saved. So funny and saves the day along with Mulan. He wasn't just a sidekick there to be funny or just to give support. He actually actively helped destroy the villain. So he still makes my list for that reason. And also just funny. Um, My number two... I'm keeping score, by the way. Okay, good. (laughs) My number two, I hope no one gives me flack for, because it's actually two characters, um, (laughs) is Timon and Pumbaa. I could not okay. in my heart separate them from each other. <laughs> so I'm counting <laughs> that, them as my I'll, number I'll two. That. Timon and Pumbaa. 
um, of course, Lion King, because I adore Lion King. They actively do fight in the end, but they aren't as active in taking care of the bad guy as Mushu. (laughs) That part, Nathan Lane as Timon is is very funny. What do you want me to do? Dress and drag and do the hula? And they actually do that. That's so funny. Uh, But they played a very pivotal role, even though they're kind of dumb, like, because they raised Simba. Mm-hmm. Without them, Simba would have not survived in the wild, and they start they they're parental by buzzes, right? <laughs> so, as sidekicks, they're funny and very good for comedy relief, but they actually do play an important role because they help save Simba and raise him. Even though they did, they don't make my number one because they also kind of hold him in the past a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even though the whole Akuna Matata. No, they don't hold him in the past, but they te- They have a great song first. Also, good song. Um, but their philosophy that they put on Simba holds him back. I suppose is what I mean by that. Where he does not actively move forward and do what he needs to do until he puts aside their philosophy. So that's why they're not my number one, even though I really love them as a sidekick duo. And they do okay. have a great song. And my number one. It's Genie from Aladdin. Genie from the land. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. The Genie <laughs> is funny, of course, because he's great comedy relief and he's voiced by the late, great Robin Williams, who that is honestly maybe a huge point why he is my favorite. But he, again, is powerful and he he's loyal and he's just a great character. He bends the rules a little bit, and he helps Aladdin. He makes a great sidekick, has a great song, has a great voice actor, very funny. And I also, just Robin Williams, like, wanting so much for the movie to not be about... He himself, like, played a big role, like, not wanting to be the main person advertised and fighting for that. And when Disney turned around and did do that, he was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore, but then came back for the third one. And Mm -hmm. he would call, I think it was either he would call the people who are working on Schindler's list and like do comedy shtick for them to cheer them up while they were doing stuff for the genie. Hmm. And he is a big significant part of the script also because the reason why Aladdin couldn't be nominated for original script is because so much of it was ad-libbed. So just the genie is such an interesting and important character plot-wise, Robin Williams and life-wise, and he's he's fantastic. Yeah. So the genie's my number one sidekick from the Disney. I kind of want Corey to go next. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Corey, um, who's your four? I'm gonna start out. By I just want to see how uh, how we if anyone don't have goes with any mine. in common. Not <laughs> one. Oh dear. <laughs> we yes. we had one. You agonized over this list, though. I did. Um, just for all of you that are not aware. I cut my list of four down from 18. It was 18 <laughs> this morning, and I was sending just despairing texts to the group today going, I've got it down to 11, but I'm stuck. It's hard. hard. There's stuck a lot at, of sidekicks. I'm stuck at eight. There's a lot of people who can be considered there sidekicks. There are a lot of sidekicks, yeah. I think my final text was, it's done, but I'm not happy about that it. That is exactly <laughs> what it was, yeah. All right, okay, enough. Who is it? Okay, all right, so my criteria for this uh, it was a little different. My the to be a proper sidekick, they needed to be um pretty strongly connected with with a character like yours were, but they also needed to be in a distinctly secondary role. Mm-hmm. And my 
final criteria was kind of how much they did to assist the primary character that didn't do them any good. Hmm. So okay. being a true supporting role. Okay. So that's why they're so different. Okay. Um, I'm just curious to see if, if both of y'all four, overlap with mine. My number four is Kronk. Kronk! Oh, okay. Kronk. Oh, I, didn't I actually hadn't Kronk. even thought about that, but I love him so much. Oh my I gosh. I mean, Kronk does a lot for Yzma. You, you know that saying, a, a friend will help you move, a good friend will help you move a body? He yeah. was moving bodies for Yzma. <laughs> That's true. My spinach um, puffs. <laughs> and it, it was not for himself, you know, fitting my criteria. He did a lot for her. He, he carried literally her. carried her around the countryside. Thank I saw you, a marathon Warburton. runner that had that costume and it was brilliant. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick Warburton, by the way, for such a great character. We love you. <laughs> but yeah, so I and he's just got such a great personality. I can't believe I didn't. He's, he's a lot of fun. And I thought he was a great a great sidekick just for his, you know, now, see, I, I didn't my pick list him. Now. <laughs> I didn't pick him because he's a villain sidekick. Yes, but, but we didn't still specify hero sidekick. That's true, but I was thinking hero sidekick. See, we didn't he specify. He kind of becomes the hero sidekick later. He, like, a little, I guess. After, so much he counts. Kind of after he's betrayed by Yzma. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love so him I enough guess, that I didn't he think of him because I was only thinking of hero sidekicks, not villain sidekicks. I'm not saying he doesn't count. I'm just saying that that's why I didn't think of him. Okay. Yeah, Number but three, I love though. Punk. Okay, Number three is Dawson from the Great Mouse Detective. <gasps> See, I did think about him. Oh, I did. He shows up, meets this, you know, this guy and this little girl, and just decides, "Hey, I'm gonna go on an adventure that'll risk my own life for these people I've never met I before." Love Dawson. Now, I will say, okay, no, continue, continue. I'll, I'll comment afterwards. He, uh, you know, he goes on this mission he serves as the secondary role throughout this whole mystery he um this is gonna be you know, hard does to a lot of things for a stranger yeah <laughs> and <laughs> in the end just is like hey let's move in together <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know kind that of a wild mean... ride for somebody you've never met before i will so. argue i don't think dawson's a sidekick dawson is the narrator it's about Dawson. It's <laughs> it is not, not about it Dawson. It is about Dawson. Because the it's movie Dawson's... is called The Great Mouse Detective. Yes, but in... Yes, it is, but <laughs> that doesn't mean that it's it's a... that he's the... It could Coco! also be about Olivia, Coco though. Coco is not about Coco! It absolutely <laughs> Coco's is. Coco's not the main character in Coco, <laughs> then. Um, but when they are together, he takes a distinctly secondary role. I, I just, okay. I can't say he's a sidekick. And even knowing Sherlock Holmes, which is what the Great Master Detective is based on, you, you can argue... Oh my god, it is? Shut up, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> don't you sass me! We're talking to people who maybe don't know! Corey is like, from the first Geek 411 podcast, Corey is Chris, because Chris does that to me all the time, and I'm like, what? I can it call her on it, time. I know she's lying, you sometimes fall for it. But I no, I don't necessarily think you can say that Watson is sidekick to Sherlock. Even though I absolutely think you can. Even though I think it's an opinion. I think it's an opinion because he's the narrator. It's about him. He's the one telling the story. I don't know if you can call him a sidekick. 
But if he's telling I, a story about somebody else, then exactly. the story's still about somebody else. Kid. He's still filling the secondary role mm. by telling the story about his friend. He's okay. the narrator, but not the main character. Either way, Corey picked Dawson, so yeah, let's yeah, move yeah, on yeah. to her number two. All right. Okay. So my number two is Little John. Oh, little John. Oh, okay, he, I can agree, is a sidekick. Robin Hood, little John, he's through the forest. Anyway, um, you know, he's just, he is a ride-or-die kind of guy. He, um, he is there for Robin always. When Robin gets captured, who's there to bail him out? Little John. Does it do him any good? Not particularly. He <laughs> goes above and beyond for Robin. Who talked mm-hmm. Robin into proposing to Marion and therefore ensuring his happiness with her and making him, you know, go for it. It was Little John. So he did a lot of things for Robin throughout the movie. And I, you know, I think he really fits the whole good sidekick role. Yeah, he's a good sidekick. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. And who's your number one? Number one. Dory. Dory. Aww. Dory. When a guy shows up going, wanting to travel thousands of miles looking for his kid, Dory's like, sure, let's go. She, what <laughs> okay. did she get out of this? Not much. Yeah. She got a little bit more memory, though. But she I mean, didn't know she was going to get that. Like, it just kind of happened. Like, he helps sure, her she remember. Just, she just kind of was like, sure, let's go find your son. Your son, bingo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, Dory. You, and, you cannot the end, love her. her. Her catchphrase that she provided, her motto, is the one that saved all of those fish. Just keep swimming! Keep swimming! Keep swimming! Swim down! Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, my list, my number four, I put some somebody from Aladdin, but not the genie, which I kind of feel like I should have, but... <laughs> I put I put the magic carpet because he's okay. useful for transportation and romantic evenings. <laughs> and he's friendly and he makes friends with the boo who's not really good at making friends. Like he's just very like he's helpful but he's not in the spotlight. He's not like show offy. He's just like I help people and people sit on me all day and I get them places. I get unraveled by Jafar. But I'm still here. <laughs> still standing. I'm still here. So I think the magic carpet needs a little bit more credit. Um, even though he's an animated object. Carpet? He's just a carpet with some pa- <laughs> it's a magic carpet. He's not a, yes. an animal or a person. Okay. But anyway. I my number three which is, I think, the first overlap we have, is Mushu. Wow. Um, because I wrote, because he does his best to motivate Mulan. Like, he, like he's like, come on, we got to get up. It's like, he makes her breakfast. Like, look, it's like, what does he say? Oh, he says, like, it's porridge and it's you. And he's like, kind of the one. He's kind of like the reluctant coach. He's just like, come on. Um, he's also funny and has like one of my favorite quotes is dishonor on you, dishonor, dishonor on, your on your cow. Um, and he also has great character development because he is that reluctant, like, I don't like, I don't want to do this kind of person. But then he goes and he's like, like you said, like integral to defeating Sean Yu. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, 
yeah, I just like his whole like story arc. Even though he's a sidekick in secondary, he still like has his own little story throughout the movie. He's never all all that apologetic about lying, which is why he wasn't higher up on my list. But mm-hmm. he does and become more honorable. My big complaint with Mushu, because he was on the initial list of eighteen, <laughs> was that he didn't do anything selfless ever. He was, he was in it for himself, I think, until the he, end, maybe. He was. That, Which is why I put the character why I development thing. He never thing. actually learns or is apologetic about his selfish behavior, but he does save the day in the end. Mm-hmm. So. I think he develops as a char- has his own character like, yeah. throughout the film. Um, but anyway, my number two is Pascal. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Um, because he helped defeat Mother Gothel. Like Rapunzel was like reaching for her, and he like pulled her. That's ha- right. Um, he tripped her hair, and like he like Pascal's the one who helped get rid of her. She probably would have turned to dust anyway, but he made it a little bit more dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he has like Rapunzel, Rapunzel's best interest in mind. He's kind of like not sure about Flynn. He and he's and I like um my favorite one of my favorite parts about. Pascal is whenever she's talking about uh, Rapunzel's talking about her glowing hair, like has magic hair that glows, and then um, Pascal is just like looking at Flynn, and she's like, "Why is he smiling at me?" It's just like I just love that moment. I don't know. Pascal's adorable. Is he's like sassy and cute and like he just I don't know. I just love him. So it's, my list is a little biased because I just love these characters. Um, and my number one is. Sometimes, arguably, my favorite actual Disney character, not just like a princess or anybody, but my favorite Disney character is Archimedes, the highly educated I owl. He was on my initial Archimedes. list. I saw him, I was like, what, what? And I was like, Deanna's going to pick him. What, what? He what? Just made it to the top seven. Oh, pin feathers. Pin feathers. <laughs> like, okay, what, what? I put, he helps teach Arthur, like he's trying to help, help Arthur along, so he's a sidekick to Arthur, even though he's, like, technically Merlin's. But he keeps Merlin on track and Merlin's all scatterbrained. He's And he's, like, snarky, and I love the scene where, like, the plane doesn't work or it catches on Merlin's beard, and he's like, man, we'll fly all right, just like a rock, and he just dies laughing for, like, 30 seconds, and it's wonderful. <laughs> just, like, literally, they just animated a laughing owl for 30 seconds, and it's my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> But oh, I just love Archimedes because he's just—he's so sassy, and but also helpful, but also sassy. <laughs> but so that was my list. So I have no idea how we're gonna figure out this list. Well, okay, yeah. our 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 thing last week was if somebody had a repeat, they're automatically on the list. So Mushu's on. So it. Mushu is automatically on the list because he was repeated. Now, mm-hmm. I I think because we argued about Dawson, I can't say he's a sidekick, so I'm never going to agree that he needs to be on the list. Okay, here's here's what, here are all the, I'm going to list all the ones that were mentioned, and okay. if they were considered by either of you, we'll give them another point. So, I also considered Pegasus, so I'll give him another no, I one. I never did. Um, uh, Corey, did you consider Mushu? Yes. Okay, so he gets three. We already knew he was considered. So. Um, did anyone else consider Pascal? No, no. no. I love Pascal, it- but I don't. I didn't think of him as important enough to the plot. Yeah. Um, did anyone else think Timon and Pumbaa? 
know. No. Oh, I have all the on my top Archimedes. 18, but Demona, Demona, Corey thought of Archimedes. I did. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's so, what I was wondering if Corey would Archimedes be on my side for that. Yeah, I, he made the top seven. I'm but not beyond that. on against your side. If that okay. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, did it, um, I'm going to... Did uh, Corey, did you consider the genie? No. No, I'm going to put right? one because I almost did. Um, uh, magic carpet, no. No, sorry. Kronk. Uh, uh, okay, now, I didn't consider Kronk. I'm willing to put a point by him. Okay, I'll add a point. I'm, I agree with you. Um, Dawson's question mark, so we're just not going to be... I'm sorry, I love Dawson. Dawson's a great character, but I can't consider him a sidekick. He's the... Make, he, he, to me, he's the Since person. There was an argument that happened. Yeah. We'll just be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, little John. Did anyone else consider Little I John? I didn't, but I really like him. <laughs> okay. And did anyone else consider Dory? No. No. Okay. I actually, so I, I would prefer Little John over Dory, honestly. Okay. So now it's down to Mushu, Pegasus, Archimedes, Genie, Kronk, and Little John. Okay. How many is that? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Mushu's oh. automatically on the list, right? Because we all consider we. Mm -hmm. I put him on my list. You put him on your list, and Corey considered him. Yeah, and he was my number three, and he was your number two. So maybe he was my number three. His, he, he was, was my your, number he three. He was both of our threes. Yeah. So we, we can make him automatically number three then. Maybe, or we might put him higher because we've all we both had him. We'll we'll, we'll figure out order it once we. But just okay. know that he's on the final list. <sighs> Okay. Okay. So then, so it's Mushu, Pegasus, Archimedes, Genie, Kronk, and Little John. Um, how do we narrow this down? <laughs> I don't like Pegasus. I'm willing to let go of Pegasus. Okay. Because I of just some don't others. think he does anything that useful. Honestly, Me. the reason why I picked him was flying horse. Like <laughs> I mean, useful for useful for transportation, like the magic carpet. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I didn't want to have two characters on there that had that reason. So <laughs> okay, so Pegasus will knock off. Okay, I can agree to that. So, Mushu, Archimedes, Genie, Kronk, and Little John. I think Genie has to say because he's a genie. Like, Corey, what is we your all thought love him. This? He's, he might as well be his own, a main character. Uh, he was my number one, so I'm willing to keep him on there, but I'm wondering what Corey's opinion on the genie. My, my biggest problem with him is he didn't do anything really that was selfless he was he, going to he, he was, was he was enslaved and he, then he did uh, and then he was trying to like hey, convince no no at he first told, he was forced yes, to do stuff he told aladdin that he was willing to give up on the promise that aladdin made to him so he could become a prince and marry jasmine that is selfless he was perfectly willing to give up his freedom so aladdin and jasmine could be together and happy but he was still sad about it. Like he still he wanted. He was sad about it. He wanted it, but he was willing to give it up so that they could be together. Yeah. Um, so just because Aladdin did something even more selfless doesn't mean that the genie was not selfless. I feel like both of the, those characters lend themselves well to each other because they both have those weaknesses, though. Yeah. Because Aladdin is a compulsive liar. So <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I'll fight. I'll fight you on that. He did something selfless. Now, do I think Kronk deserves to be on this list? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're all in agreement with Kronk. Um, I I like Little John as well. 
Um, do, but it's like because he's kind of like moves. the ultimate like like wingman side side man like i think he's, little he's john there. did more than archimedes i love archimedes but i think little john did more okay like as a sidekick he was more he was more of like um he was more, a genuine sidekick yeah. versus like i just have to do this because everyone's an idiot and archimedes <laughs> is amusing in all fairness <laughs> I think Little John was a better sidekick, but I like Archimedes better. Like, um, biased Archimedes. Archimedes very well could come back if you ever do Disney animals or something like that. Yeah, he could He could make a comeback. Archimedes but returns. I don't know if he's really a sidekick, even though he is hysterical. Okay, so I think we're... So I think we're for sure on Mushin Little John staying. I think yes. we're confused on Archimedes, Genie, and Kronk. I think... Here's my thought. I think it needs to be not in any specific order. Mushu, Little John, Krunk, and Genie. Okay. That's my vote for the four. I'm not opposed. I I agree. I mean Okay. I, I love Archimedes as a character, but as a sidekick, he wasn't as helpful He's kinda, as some of the others. I agree. Okay. <laughs> now so, here is here's the problem. Yeah. We need to figure Mushu, out Little our John. order. Mushu, yeah. Little John, Kronk, and Genie. I feel like I feel like Little John is like the. I think he needs to be somewhere in the middle because he's like the classic sidekick. Like he's kind of like Dawson type character. He's he's like, you know, he's the other, the second kind of. Like he kind of represents all those types you of sidekicks. Make him number it's two? Like, I'm fine with him being number two. Number two. Number two. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Where do you think Kronk should be? My heart wants to put him at the top, but... <laughs> Corey? What do y'all think? <laughs> maybe Kronk I... should be number two. Or That's what I was saying. Okay. Little John yeah, and Kronk are maybe in the middle. John is the middle, too. Okay. So Kronk's three? Kronk's th- two or three? Should Kronk uh, be Little Kronk John? number two. Okay. And then okay. Little John's number three. Okay. So we've got Genie and Mushu. All right. Here's my thing. Genie was my number one, so but I'm, Mushu was I'm mentioned gonna, twice. But yeah, I'm gonna say I want Genie at the top. Mushu. All of us did consider Mushu, so it's kind of like, do you want to put Mushu at the top because we all considered him? But he was still three on both of our lists, so he True. wasn't high yeah. on our list. All right, so let's make so, Genie no, number one. And but if you don't want to make Genie number one, that's my thing. I'm I was looking at y'all like, what do you want to do on that? Because for me, I'm like, yes, Mushu was on both of our lists, but Genie was my number one, so I really can't say much. Here. I I think yeah, here's my thinking of this listing. So if Kronk's number one, I think he has a lot more like. <gasps> we love Kronk you know like just as a character and he's also has is also kind of that like he's just the side guy who does all the things but like he's very lovable even though he's with a Yzma. villain all right I'm okay with that and so you want to put Kronk at number one and then little John because he's like the classic selfless sidekick and he's now in, sim- in a similar role to to Kronk like they're kind of the same uh, but Kronk's a little bit more I don't think that nostalgic. little John is better than the mm. And then you keep stewing. Um, and then I put the genie because he's a little bit more selfless than Mushu. Yeah. Hmm. So you're saying you want to? Do you? Does this the order that you also want, Corey? 
that works for me. I'm in a tight spot because like two of them were ones I had didn't even have on my list. So it's like, yeah, but two of them were ones I had on my list and two of them weren't ones I had on my list. So you and I are both in a tight spot, I guess. And then so is Jeannie above Mushu, though? I think so, because just because of the attitude Mm -hmm. where Mushu is unapologetic, but he was important to the plot. Do we want to move little John to number three? Okay with that. So is it so that Jeannie's above Crunk, Jeannie, little John Mushu is what we're saying? Yes. All right. Are are you fine with that, Corey? So be it. Okay, then. So our official list of Disney sidekicks is Mushu in number four, because while he is integral to the plot, he's never actually apologizes for the problems and issues that he creates. Number three is Little John, because he is the classic good guy sidekick. Um, mm-hmm. but ma- it has some nostalgia factor, but maybe not quite the nostalgia love power that the other two above him do. Mm-hmm. Number two is the genie because he was while he was forced to do a lot of it. Yes. But in the end, he was willing to set aside his own happiness and his own freedom for Aladdin and also Robin Williams. Love you so much. And number one was Kronk for sheer lovability and selflessness, despite being emotionally abused by Yzma at every turn. <laughs> and then in the end, when finally he realized it was not the right thing to do to keep going, he does end up trying to save the day uh, for the good guys. So, yeah, he I'm, makes the right choice between the devil and the and the angels. Yes. people. I love and them even too. his own personal yes, devil wasn't angel. that bad of a person, and I think that says oh, a lot about yeah. Kronk. So yeah. I, I think, I think this list is. Are, are we all? Are we all okay with this list? I'm. Yeah, I'm I okay. think I'm okay. With I'm okay. It. With I can this sleep list. with this. I had never <laughs> actually considered Kronk, but I, I think that just everybody went oh when we thought of him. So oh. I think that yeah, that's. That's good. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this week's journey of Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust. Um, our contact info again. Um, Facebook. Find us on Facebook, Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust Podcast. Email us at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. You can find me, Carrie, at sparkle underscore fists on Twitter. Corey? At spilled x water. Indiana. And I'm Deanna, Deanna790. All right. Thank you very much and have a magical week. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> All right. Okay. And I am stopping Zencaster. Mm-hmm.